Welcome to The Breach, a Charlie Mike podcast. I'm Ty Braxton, and I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to listen in today. We're a group of Christians that discuss issues surrounding us today and how to build our faith and strengthen our walk with the Lord. We want to provide you with tools so that you can Charlie Mike. Charlie Mike is better understood as continue mission, and we want you to be able to Charlie Mike in your own mission field. Let's get started. The Bible describes sin as missing the mark. They're talking about uh, an archer, a bow and arrow towards a target, and missing the mark is sin. In Deuteronomy 9, 7 and Joshua 1, 18, it says it's a rebellion against God. And in 1 John 3, 4, it says it's a transgression of the law of God. Now, there are so many examples like we talked about a second ago. We could, we could go talk about sin for four episodes. But we want to keep it simple so we can move on to the other things that we, we need to talk about. Romans 3, 23 says, For all have sinned. And fall short of the glory of God. The glory of God is like that standard. That's what we need to be looking to. And no one but Jesus has ever not sinned. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the standard we need to be looking towards. Um, and, and nobody else has even come close to beating that. So yeah. even like people, you look at Mother Mother Teresa and people like that who were amazing. You know, they were great people. Yeah. They did so much good in the world, but. They didn't even come close. Even they sinned. They missed the mark. Jesus is the one who is totally righteous and never sinned. Yes. He's the only one. Paul points out there are uh, that there is no difference between Jews and Greek. All right. When it comes to sin, because we both have the same problem that needs the same solution. Right. Which is yeah. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And we talked about last week, we talked about the Ten Commandments, um, about... It's not if you, because only Jesus could do this by not breaking those Ten Commandments and the law. But it just blows my mind how people say, I can get to heaven through that. Because Jesus, the, all, all the Ten Commandments is, is something to point you saying, hey, you are a mess up. You, you've sinned. There's no way you're getting to heaven on your own. It points you to Jesus. Yeah. Now, in Mark 19... 16 through 29, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But there is a rich young ruler who comes to Jesus. And he says, how can I inherit the kingdom of God? And Jesus says, you shall not commit murder. He starts listing off the Ten Commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give a false testimony. Honor your father and mother. And... Love your neighbor as yourself. And the young man said to him, All these things I have kept, what am I still lacking? And Jesus said to him, If you want to be complete, go and sell your possessions. Wow. Okay? Now, now this Jesus isn't saying go and sell everything you have. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's telling this rich young ruler to the one thing that you're holding on to above anything else, including God, get rid of it. But the rich young ruler would not do it. Mm. He wasn't willing to repent. Yeah. Or, or right. give up that idol he put before God. And he went away grieving. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was rich. Yeah. He had much wealth. And that, that goes against what the world tells you. Right. Right. So, but Jesus said to his disciples, because you know the disciples were looking at Jesus like, <laughs> what just happened? Like, 
this dude said he kept the Ten Commandments, and then you told him to get rid of everything he had, and now he's walking away getting to keep it all, and he's sad? Yeah. Like, what is happening right now? <laughs> and he said, truly, I tell you, it will be hard for a rich man, like, talking about how it is uh, more difficult for a rich man to get to heaven than a camel through the eye of an eagle. Right, um, yeah. And when the disciples heard this, they were very astonished and said, who can be saved? And looking at them, Jesus said to them, with people, this is impossible. So on our own, we can't, we can't be saved. But with God, all things are possible. Yeah. yeah. God sent Jesus. That's good. All right. So in Romans 3, 10 through 12 and 19 through 20, as it is written, there's no one righteous, not even one. There's no one who understands, no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. And 19 through 20 says, Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be justified in his sight by works of the law. For the law merely brings awareness of sin. Mm. Which... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, I mean, if you got yeah. sin, there's a penalty. Yeah. So, hey, we're showing you you have sin. There's a penalty. Now, what, what are we going to do about the penalty? So, this is what we were talking about with the Ten Commandments earlier. Once again, the rich young ruler saying, hey, I've done nothing wrong. I'm a good person. Well, you no, know, not only are you not a good person, but you just lied to me about being a good person because <laughs> there's not one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but many claim to not have sin. I've ran into people who say, oh, I don't, you know, I'm a good person. I'll get to heaven. I mean, I mean how many of you guys have heard that? Oh, yeah, oh, a ton. For I sure, all dude. Time. Because that's what people, that's what they're told. That's what right. they think. Uh, but it says in 1 John 1, 8, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Yeah. Yeah. So right. We're wrong <clears throat> if we think that. Yeah. But. Dude, you're so right, and I want to backstep just a second. Go ahead. And and in that definition of sin, like where it all started, it wasn't even your fault. Like it it wasn't even your fault. Yeah, you were born into this. Like yeah, uh, taking a step back. I mean, Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve in the Garden of, um, you know, it, the Garden of Eden. There was the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and you know, the serpent, which the devil deceived Eve and they go, gave over their authority. That's whenever sin came into the world, right? Whenever they gave up the authority. So with that being said, like, you know, you, you really have to think about it. Like you were not even at fault per se for the sin that you now are a part of. It's part of you, and now you have a choice. So you were born into the world, which is consumed by a sin nature. Right. So um, going in, basically, you have to really think, okay, if I'm born into this, it's not even my fault. I have a choice. All right, what are the repercussions? What is the repercussions of all this? So Romans... 6 uh, 23 says for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of god and that's that choice yeah yeah the free gift of god is <clears throat> eternal life 
through Christ Jesus our Lord. Yep. Yeah, so, so with that being said, like, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you die on the spot. Exactly. No. You're not dead. But there are, there are examples of that happening. Yes. But uh, it's so much more spiritual than that. It's like it's like that separation. That's that separation. And dude, I yeah. Uh, Can I read a scripture real quick? I'll yeah, throw something it, in there. Tie into that because it may just blow this whole thing up. <laughs> yeah. So James one fourteen through fifteen says, uh, "Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away." These desires give birth to sinful actions, mm. and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Yeah. So that's what you're talking so about. Who's, who's right. desires? Whose desires? Our desires. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's that choice. It's important to make that, yeah. that yeah. distinction because yeah. a lot don't of people. Don't blame the devil. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Or don't go saying God's tempting me right now. Right. Yeah. And and the thing that that bothers me about statements like that is mm. people want to relegate their own fleshly desires or their own sinful nature that we were born into and they want to usurp it and throw it on god and be like well god created me you know and it's it's really kind of his fault like or those or they'll make statements just out of ignorance that they don't understand they're like god's really testing me right now and the thing about it is is god doesn't send temptations our way the Bible says that God in and of himself is never tempted. It's in the same chapter in chapter one in James. If you actually read that, oh, yeah. that it talks about that he is the father of heavenly lights, that yeah. he gives us perfect gifts. So it's important to, to know that God never sends temptation our way. Temptation is from us. It's from our flesh. It's from our own desires because we were born in it. Like Bob was saying from the foundations of the earth when Adam and Eve were created. Now every generation after that, because of their action of sin now has a seed of sin in yeah. them. I feel like there's somebody who's like watching this, like that's not real. That's not right. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, it wouldn't be a temptation if you didn't have the desire. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Dude, yeah. that right there proves you wrong. Dude. Yeah. Your nature is pulling you towards things. And it's because the devil and I've heard this said at least once or twice before. It's because the devil would love to see you give those keys up yet again. Right? Yeah, the keys I mean, of authority. I don't like cheesecake. You cannot. I know I'm weird. You can't that, tempt me. All right, hold you on. You can't tempt me. That is cheesecake. weird. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but why would God tempt you with something he hates? Right. Right. See, right. Yeah. I mean, say that. he right. hates sin. That's why true. would he tempt you with something to say, I don't want you to do that, but here I'm going to give you a temptation to maybe do it. Nah. Right. Mm. That's that's, that's that, a failure. <laughs> yeah. Nah. That's Dang. the thing that bothers me because when people make it about the test, it's almost like they make God a taskmaster. Yeah. Wow. And he's like, yeah. oh, okay. So once you've mm. proven yourself mm. in this, mm. then you will get this in response. And he is not a commodified God like we talked right. about before. Man. Like last week, you can't just expect certain things from him because you do good or you do right. your thing, whatever. Yeah, we know there's principles of sowing seed and reaping yeah. a harvest. We understand that. That's with sin and yeah. with, you know, the spirit. But you can't look at your relationship with God as that he's just waiting for you to do the right thing. Then he checks it off your list. And then, okay, now you are more holy. Yeah. We know <laughs> that it is not by works, but it is right. by grace. Yeah. So he's given us oh, grace, dude. even though we didn't deserve it because of Jesus. Now we are worthy of it. Mm. That's good. Should we, should we do the grace and mercy definitions? 
Yeah, go ahead. Right, so go grace ahead. is getting a gift you don't deserve. deserve. Right. So good. Mercy yeah. is not getting what you do deserve. Right. Wow. Okay. That's yeah, good. Dude, dude, that break it down, dude. That's the basics right there. Yeah. And some people, I mean, I, I had that revelation. Actually, I think I got it from an author, but it was just maybe a year ago. Yeah. You know, I never thought about it like that. I yeah. yeah. think, oh, grace and mercy. And you're like, they're both two very good things and they kind of mean the same right. thing. And it's like, but there is a distinction. Right. And well, it's a double edged sword. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's so good. So you were talking about the wages of sin is death. Yeah, I know you've got more. Uh, you've got dude, a personal I story do, too. I do have more, and yeah. I do have personal story. Um, mm. I don't know. I mean, what do you what do you think, Jason? I'm gonna soak in it. Should I should I just go? Should go on, I, should go on. I just go on. Yeah, yeah, we need all right. it. So, all right, I can't take this back once I say it. So, <laughs> just so you know, we just came off saying that. God is not a taskmaster because he's not. Right. Okay? Uh, you know, there are very few things that are perfect. And I think he's the only one. So Amen. just saying, you know, he is God. But I, I this may get a little lengthy, but trust me, I hope to literally scare the hell out of people. Yeah. Come on. And that's because I think there's not enough of it going on right now. People have forgotten there are consequences. That's not what put butts in the seats, though. It, yeah, but you know what? It can only take you so far, and it's not just your <coughs> neck on the line. It's the ones that lead you. Right. Yeah, and we so, need the full gospel. Right, yeah. we need it. We need and, it. And and it's the gospel is sweet, but it itself is the sword. Yeah. And it hurts coming one way, but it leaves a clean wound that can always be healed. Amen. So, um but going to Acts, um, Acts seventeen twenty four. He is the God who made the world and everything in it. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth, he doesn't live in man-made temples. And human hands can't serve his needs. You need to think about this because this is the weightiness mm. of who he is. For he has no needs. He himself gives life and breath to everything and he satisfies every need from one man he created all the nations throughout the whole world he decided beforehand when they should rise and fall and he determined their boundaries and then i will skip over into Acts 17 28 for in him we live and move and have our being mm. okay i heard it said recently i've been listening to a lot of ramirez um, even, and it's really weird how things can piggyback off of our pastor and the day that she brought him up and about like, you know, demonology and yeah. things like that. She brought that up and literally that day I was listening to a podcast that he was on and it's, it's so weird how things are tandem, but he said something that really sparked like this revelation in me. And that was that um, sin is not just missing the mark, but it is the absence of God. Wow, yeah. God cannot exist there. Mm -hmm. And it's not that God isn't there, but his nature is not there. Wow. Because God is everywhere, but he will not <clears throat> reside there in sin. Man. 
Okay, here's the part that's gonna scare the hell out of you. Something that was brought to my mind was in him we live, we move, and we have our being. Yeah. If he, his presence is not there, if, if he is not there whenever you die to death, you die to death, he is no longer there. You are absent, absent of life mm. and the life giver. Wow. What blows my mind about that is whenever I started doing research, for in him we live and move and have our being. But then I read it in the NLT and it brought all around. And it instead of in him we live, move and have our being, it is in him we live, move and exist. Mm, yeah. We no longer exist. <clears throat> wow. Any longer. Everything that you were, everything you accomplished, everything that you have, everything that you possess is no longer yours. You do not exist. Wow. Can I add something right here? Just Dude, I'm, I got I'm, I got more. I've got, got more. No, I'm, I'm gonna add something to that yeah, right go there. Go ahead, bring it. I, I had to realize that my sin was not a quality to make life more fun. It was a quality of mind that separated me from a bigger and more fuller life. Yes. A life connected to my creator. Wow. That separated me from him. That's good, That's good man. So in First Corinthians uh six nine, it says don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin, worship idols, or commit adultery are, are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or are thieves. Told you I was about to, I was about to go there. Come on. It's scripture, or man. Or are abusive or cheat people. None of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, that's just one example. Real quick, hold on. Then. Go ahead, bring it. It says all those titles, right? Yeah. So when you, if you, if you are one of these people, because I was one once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all have been once. Yeah. You just said it a second ago. You are no longer yourself. You're no longer in existence. So you're like, oh, there's no chance for me to get to heaven. No, if you come to Christ, that part of you is dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Gone. yeah. Amen. So yeah. you, now you have a way yes. to walk with God, not walk in Yes. Amen. To keep going. Yes. It's either death to self or the eternal yeah. death. That's that's what it is. Wow. So, uh, and then going to Second Thessalonians um, one nine, is it one nine? Yeah. Uh, they will be punished with eternal destruction, forever separated from Lord, from the Lord, and from His glorious power. I don't know about you, but that. Wow. totally destroys everything the world has to offer. Yeah. Amen. Everything that you were, you're, you're, you're the people that love and care about you. Yes, they love and care about you, but the moment they slip over into God's glorious power, it's not that you didn't, it's not that, that they don't love and care about you. That love is eternal. That love is there. Yeah. But you no longer exist. Wow. That's true. So that old you's gone. That everything is gone. gone. All the bad things you've done. Yeah. Everything. I mean, if that doesn't scare the hell literally out of you, I don't know what will. Mm. I mean, seriously, how can you be separated from the one that gave you life? And you know, it was funny because we were talking about Bob 1.0. Yeah. 
Last week. Was it last week? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Bob 1.0. Crazy Bob. Yeah. You know who made the best warriors in the military? Some of the best warriors I ever came in contact with were people who stood before a judge. Mm. And they said, all right, you can. You have a choice. I'm going to give you a choice. You can go to jail for like four, four to six years. Or you can serve your time in the military. I'll let you come into the army, and this is your second chance. And they took hold of that second chance. Yeah. And they trained harder than anybody else. They learned quicker than everybody else. They took the time because they knew it was a second chance. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And they became mm. some of the strongest. They became stronger warriors than some of the guys that grew up from like little kid to graduation. Like, yeah. I'm gonna be a soldier. They were better than those guys most of the time because they knew they had that chance. They could, they didn't deserve that chance. Yeah, yeah exactly. And they got That's what this is like. Yes. You can choose. And even greater. Oh, man. You can choose to go to prison forever. Mm. <laughs> Torment. Yeah. Or you could join the ranks, take up your call, become armed and dangerous. Yeah. This is, a, this is, all right, this is the author you were just talking about, John Ramirez. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this book, dude. That book is crazy. It is insane. If you think you've done bad things, yeah, this guy was how he was like a fourth highest yeah. ranked priest of it, the. He Satanism. was the, actually. I thought he was highest the highest priest, priest in in the he satanic was, denomination. And well, I think I think he was. Uh, I can't remember what he was, but he wasn't the top. Yeah, because that or guy. Maybe he was one yeah, of he the was, top. I mean, he was top yeah. like five. Yeah. In yeah. New yeah okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, you're right. You're right. But yeah, this guy knew the devil. Yeah, yeah, and was converted. Side note: It's funny how like everything that he says is mirrored of what this says. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you see Christians talking about, oh, you know, the Holy Spirit can't do that, and the Holy Spirit can't do this. These guys know they can. Yeah, yeah. that's the, the, the that's the thing right yeah. there. If they know, if they can keep Christians thinking yeah, that the Holy yeah. Spirit can't do yeah. anything. Yep. It, We've lost our power then. Right, exactly. Right. And they and that's what they want. Yeah. And that's what he talks about in this book. Because <laughs> when you're living in sin, you're a slave to sin. Yeah. And if they can get you to think the Holy Spirit doesn't have power over that, if you repent, <laughs> then you don't find freedom. Right. Yeah. There are right. Christians still walking around free from hell but in bondage to the world yeah say that that's good man how does that yeah that how does that even work yeah i he 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 paid the ultimate price that's like he took the free. keys back that's like, I mean, can you imagine now. going to work every day with handcuffs on yeah <laughs> wow how does that even work like that doesn't hey go to you can go to church with handcuffs on yeah <laughs> that's crazy Dude. to think about Dude. yeah but that's how it is in the spirit realm like yeah. i mean people don't they don't realize like your your actions do have have consequences dude that um just a an added side note to uh the not existing part uh i just recently read uh through the recommendation of my wife i read a john bevere book called um uh bait of satan no uh driven by eternity driven by eternity and uh it's funny because there's an allegory in there <laughs> And in that allegory, uh, they explain heaven as, I mean, uh, hell as the alone. Mm. And like, 
while we were setting up for the podcast tonight, I just thought about that. And I just wanted to throw that out there. Like, because like there's no fellowship? Like there is, it, it's... Like you're by yourself. God is everywhere. I mean, right. in him we live mm-hmm. and we move. But but in hell itself right. is saying. the absence of his of His glory, the absence yes. of his presence. And that. so he is, he's everywhere, but he is not there. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That's what that the separation. Got. Yeah. So I just thought that was quite, quite interesting. So and before we move on to repentance, I'm going to, I'm going to open the door for the veil. Okay. Because we're talking about separation from God and what separated God from the Israelites. Yeah. The veil. Yeah. In the, the temple. And Daniel broke down the temple like really well last week. You had something? No, no, not at all. <laughs> like you were about to sit there grinning. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. No, but like when, when Christ, when Christ was crucified, part of that whole thing, like part of the whole Christ being crucified, that was the veil was torn. Yeah. Because the penalty for sin, death, was taken away. Right. The veil was t- torn, and there was an earthquake. The earth split. Now people can go before because before how many, how many was, was it one priest or was there a number of priests that could go inside? The it, was it was the high priest yeah. for yeah. that specific region. Region, okay, so there were go one, in one there. priest but mm-hmm. for that one region. There was yeah. one priest that could go, could go in. The Holy of Holies. Yeah, you have access to that now, right? right. I mean, that was the point of the veil. Think about that. If anybody tried to go inside there, other than that one person. They would, I mean, they would die. Yeah. You have access to that now. Yes. That just blows my mind. Yeah. So, think think about that for a second. Like, put wrap your brain around. First off, the miraculous act of this huge. I mean, if you get into how weighty that veil was. Yeah. I mean, seriously, think about that for a second. We're not talking about some flimsy cheesecloth. We're talking about this. Very thick. Yeah. <laughs> very thick, like almost to the point of being tapestry. Yeah. It was yeah. so thick. I've heard uh historians even say, like some believe that it was even like four inches thick. Oh. Wow. Yeah, see, that's even thicker than I thought it was. Yeah. Like and and that to just like go from being immaculate to torn. Torn, yeah. Yeah. Like I mean that Nothing in can itself. Separate you. Yeah, exactly. Separate that's you the from, point. Like, that's how much. Like, no matter what you've done, you can you can step back, look at your sinful life, and 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 kill it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You and you can walk into the holy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. If you repent. Yeah, that's right. Right, Bob. I feel like you should share like your personal story because you are coming strong with this message right now (laughs) and it's and it's from a place of experience with god so i feel like people need to hear that because there's overcoming through the blood of the lamb and the power of your testimony right the word of your testimony so i feel like people need to hear that all right so um and this could go forever but I, i basically i man it's hard to even imagine now and and saying that from this point is like man it's crazy so basically i grew up um 
not knowing Jesus, the only time I ever went to church uh, was with my grandparents. Um, they would take me to church and and I always thought, I mean, just like everybody else, super judgy people, like, you know, they would beat you over the head with things. And, <laughs> and like, if you didn't, it, I always felt like, okay, well, God, if you, if you want me, you know, then you're going to have to like, <laughs> you're going to have to do something. And then I'll never forget, like, um, as a teenager, I, I'm going to try to make this not take too long. As a teenager, I had and aunt and uncle who were, you know, in the church and, and all of that. And they loved me and they wanted to see me saved. I mean, they actually said, you know, I can't, I don't want to go to heaven without you. So wow. like, you know, and there was that. And to me that meant nothing because I didn't know who Jesus was. Like, right. I had no idea. So they were like, all right, well, your cousin goes to this youth group. Why don't you go to youth group with him? And I was like, skateboarding <laughs> punk rock you know music girls all this stuff why would i want to go there so like i remember going once and then literally the next week they were like why don't you go on this youth retreat with with him and i go on this youth retreat there are all these cute girls i'm like all right well i want to go meet these girls so i'm gonna go to this youth retreat and it was literally a weekend at the beach with girls and I just couldn't skateboard. That was the worst part like ever. <laughs> and so this long story short, like I was like, you know, this is crazy and these people are crazy and this is nuts. And I just want to get back home so I can go skateboard. And so come around here, we are 20 some years later. And like, you know, I've been through a divorce. I drinking all the time, fighting literally all the time. I escaped North Carolina barely by the skin of my teeth where it was so ultra violent. Like you were skateboarding, drinking, getting into fights all the time, came here to not be like that anymore and find myself drinking and not skateboarding. Cause I gave up like everything I had uh, at that point to drink and hang out with girls and, and live a bar lifestyle. And, maybe one day play more music, you know? And then like, so fast forward, I end up like meeting my current wife and long story short, leaving her because it's all about music and girls at that point, <laughs> I leave her, get married to wow. another girl, uh, something, and this is gonna sound crazy and please, I, this is not spiritual and I'm not saying anybody should ever leave their wives or anything like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is gonna get crazy, but like um, something in me had a drawing to Tanya and it wasn't like a, a sexually impure thing or anything. I was very faithful to my ex-wife, but like to the point that we remained friends even while I was married. And so much so that my ex, you know, and her, and we were trying to make it work where like she was a friend, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and all of this and still being a drunkard and violent. So long story short, my ex-wife cheated on me and all this. And it was weird because the moment that it was over, I knew it was over. And like, so I ended up like getting with Tanya and all of this, but still doing all the bad stuff, cheating and all that. Still no relationship with God. 
now. So one night, like Tanya and I are engaged and, and Tanya's talking to me about God and stuff. And it makes no sense to me. It makes absolutely zero sense. <laughs> I mean, nothing. I can't identify with it. I always figured if God wanted me, he would come after me. He would make it known. It'd be like a dove from the sky. <laughs> you know, I want you, you know, and, yeah. and he would make it known. And that just never, you know. Rainbow. Right. And, and it never happened like that. And I'm, I know I should always keep these testimonies under five minutes. And, and, no, you're good. And I'm go, really go. stinking at it. So 37 seconds. 37 seconds. All right, here we go. So um, it made no sense. And I would just please her and be like, yeah, 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 cool. You know, yeah, Jesus thing, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And like, but so one night uh, she wasn't even there. Um, I had this. And the only way I can explain it is like literally a vision. Okay. Wow. Um, I don't know if you've ever been awake in your dreams, but I was awake and it wasn't a dream. Mm. And um, I'm not going to go into the whole specifics. Maybe we'll have like a, yeah. a segment one day where I go into the specifics, but it was Jesus. And I know it was Jesus. I saw the end of times. I saw the sky literally burst into flames, wow. roll up with flames, almost like a, like a gas stove lighting on it. Just whoosh, rolled across the sky. Uh, balls of fire coming literally over the mountains. I saw the mountains of the valley that we live in. Um, my dad was there. She was there. We got in the car. We started driving. I look up to the to the sky. The sky is like literally blood red. You can feel the heat from the flames. Like everything. I look up. There's the moon. It's literally blood red in the moon. I can see every sin I've ever committed in my life oh, in wow. that. I saw bands I listened to. I saw girls I had relationship with. I saw everything. I saw so much stuff and it was revealing it in a blood red moon. I don't know what that means still to this day, other than there have been speculations, you know, and there's also scripture that says the moon will turn to blood and all yeah. of this. So with like all of that being said, I get to a point where I jump out of vehicle that I can't tell you what it was at this point. I just remember specifics of the you know, the, the vision I get out, all I smell is burning flesh. Uh, but the dawn feels really good on my skin and it's bright and I'm in a field and there's dead bodies everywhere burned up and they're ashen. Like they are literally ash. Wow. Like almost like body shaped charcoal yeah. that has been burned up and just like laid. a nuclear blast type thing. kind of. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you are Siri. So, <laughs> Um, so in the field are these bodies that are just all burn up and I start to see people walking towards me and the dawns over here. And like, as they're walking towards me, they have etchings into their skin and, um, it's almost like the etchings are alive and the etchings themselves are like burnt on the edges. It's almost like a, like an ancient runic language or something that is burned into their skin and it's kind of rippling through their skin like this. But in the etching, you could see the blood, the bloody flesh underneath. And like, it was, it was grotesque. It smelled awful. It was sulfurous and it was just terrible. So then, um, like I see my mom, who I have had an estranged relationship with pretty much all of my life. And um, she's walking towards me and she is consumed by these symbols and etchings. 
and like she's just writhing in pain and she's walking and she's screaming and like literally I don't I can't explain it, but I felt the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. And I looked down and all my arms creeping up my arms of these runes, like literally creeping up my arm. And I just started screaming, help me, Father, forgive me. Wow. And I'm like, I'm looking and I see my dad and Tanya in their seat. They're having the same effect. And like... I just start saying, help me, Father, forgive me, forgive me. And I start weeping in my dream. So much so that I was living with my dad at the time. And this is before Tanya and I got married. We were just dating. And I was screaming in my sleep. And he came and woke me up. And I knew at that moment something happened. Mm. I couldn't tell you. I don't know what it was. I have no idea at that point. Fast forward many years, still got tons of questions. Tanya actually kind of led me through a prayer that I didn't understand. I had no revelation of anything. All I knew is where I, that moment. Okay. And come to find out my mother-in-law and Tanya have been praying for me hardcore Mm. because I had just been convicted of assault and battery. I was spending whole paychecks drinking like I was terrible. Like I wanted, I had backtrack just one second. Like there was a time where I was diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder because all I wanted to do was hurt people. Mm. I blamed everybody for my own trauma and my own problems. Um, and I masked it all through booze girls and violence. And so fast forward many years, my mother-in-law starts bringing me to church with her and all of that. And I'm feeling a draw to the church, but I don't know why. At first I thought it was the music. I thought it was, you know, all the fun stuff that we've all talked about and Mm -hmm. everything. But then like, I'll never forget a, a meeting I had in, uh, in our pastor's office and he said, look, man, he goes, all the questions you have, everything is going on, like all of this. I, I really didn't have a lot of questions. I just, cause I was, I just didn't know what to know. Like I was so ignorant to the whole thing. And like, he goes, he goes, look, I'll make you a deal. Give me a year of your life and let's see where we're at. And I said, okay. He goes, how about we go on the count encounter in two weeks? I said, okay. Cool. I, I, I knew nothing. So I was just curious. I go on that encounter and it literally changes my life. I was introduced to the person of Jesus, not into wow. the people and not into the person that other people said he was. Wow. I was introduced into the person that I was introduced to Jesus. Still, com- I committed at that point that I wasn't going to give up on a year. So then another encounter rolls around and at that point and i've talked about it and shared it with some of you guys i was literally broken and on the floor and we got to the root of the trauma which is pride pride kept me back from everything god ever wanted to do in my life Mm -hmm. and that's because i was so proud and arrogant i had to basically prove who i was to everybody and i had to push that will on everybody so long story short let me tell you man if he if if 
Jesus will still pursue me after I've robbed, stole, cheated, lied, broken the faces of people, done everything that I possibly could to, to run from who God wanted me to be. I know he will do it from anybody because Jesus has called you. Jesus is waiting. Even in those darkest moments, Jesus was on the outside going, you're still mine. I still lay claim to you. I paid the price for you. You were bought with the blood that I sacrificed. You were bought. You were mine. Dude, I'll never forget, even in that first encounter, something that was revealed to me. And that was, I was seven or eight years old in the back of my grandparents' um, car after church in one of those little church meetings where I didn't understand anything. Nothing was made apparent to me. I felt judged. I felt like, and it really honestly come to find out it was my, it was me. It was me all along mm. looking at myself and going, you know, I don't understand any of this and I don't want to be open to it because I don't understand it. Wow. And so I remember looking at my grandfather and saying, and saying, I want to be a pastor. And he goes, well, actually I said preacher. And he goes, all right, what kind of preacher you want to be? And I'll never forget that to this day. Wow. Mm. That's good, man. What a story, man. When you get to that point, when you get to that point where you see your sin for what it is. Yeah. You're going to come face to face with, with two things. Now that we know that the, we've talked about this before. The devil is the great accuser, the great deceiver. He's going to come at you with all types of things. So, the two, one of the two things that you're going to be face to face with is condemnation. Condemnation tells you you're not good enough, you're not worthy, you'll never be able to have fellowship with God. Um, you're just you're just not going to make it. You're not good enough for that. Mm. And the other thing is going to be conviction. Yeah. This is what leads to <clears throat> repentance. That other part of the topic tonight, um, which we may run out of time. Keep going with it. Yeah, we're good. We're I good. I don't think this this one will be shorter than sin. I think because it's um, pretty straightforward. Um, when you were convicted by the Holy Spirit, that's when you see sin for what it really is, and you know you need to need you have a need for a savior, and you can't be saved without a changed life. That's kind of like that's where repentance comes in. Yeah. Okay. When you when you become convicted. You know you, something has to change, and that's where repentance comes in. And this, uh, when sin brings separation, right? Yeah. We talked about that. Repentance closes that gap. Mm. <laughs> so I want to add something to that just real quick. Um, after my first encounter, um, I gave a testimony and had never given a testimony before. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how, like, I was speaking into the spirit realm and didn't even realize that I was. And that's the other thing. The moment that, that you come to the revelation of the person of Jesus, like, it's almost like a spiritual download. It's like, it's like your true nature comes out. 
It's like the yeah. thing he intended you to be comes out. And I remember getting up and I was just like, I feel like I'm in a old ramshackled house, like ram ramshacked house that has been like lifted up from its foundations, carried across the tracks and put on a fresh foundation. Mm. And I didn't realize even like the, the here we are years later. And that just popped in my head. Like, like I can't even imagine how in the world did I even think of that? Like, how is that? I mean, it was almost like Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Yeah, like remember just, yeah, just going, just going, you know what? This is your new founding. I knew nothing. Yeah. I was yeah. such a baby Christian. Like I knew nothing. I didn't even know John three sixteen at the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on now. <laughs> like much less that he is the rock. Like he is my firm foundation. Yeah. Like, like little did I know I was being remodeled across the tracks with a new foundation. <clears throat> That's Dude. so good, man. And how we get there and how we get there is we, we have to have the forgiveness. Right. Yeah. So, all right. So you get convicted. You're also going to come into contact with the condemnation, but you have to fight that off. Yeah. Okay. Because you can be forgiven. Yes. That's just yep. truth. That's scripture. And to get there, we, we go through repentance. We ask for forgiveness. But you can't keep living the same way. Right. Well, Daniel mentioned this in a podcast. It was one of our earlier podcasts where he said, uh, repentance is a complete about face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it is literally the yep. opposite of what you were doing. Full 180. Um, yeah, I remember that episode because I said, yeah, full 360. And y'all all looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> I need an energy drink or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you edited that out or not. But, no, that was good. Um, that was good. But that was, I remember that episode because I, I messed that one up. But As we do. Yeah. But <laughs> we can't keep living the same way because in 1 John 3, 9, it says, No one is born of God will continue to sin because God, uh, God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. That's what it means to be born again. We've heard that many times. Yeah. Um, like when Jesus... When Jesus brought that up to Nicodemus, Nicodemus was like, what are you talking about? Do I got to be like born again from my mother? Right. He's like, no, 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 no. Man, you got to be born again yeah. by dying to your old self. Yeah, I just like, self. You have to be reborn. And that's a changed life. Now, Paul talks a lot about faith. You know, when, when, when you have that repentance and you change your lifestyle, Paul talks about faith because of who he's talking to, who he's writing the letters to. The people don't have faith. Right. So he's writing about faith. And James yeah. is talking to a crowd that has faith but no works. Yeah. So do they really have faith? Because many try to play these scriptures about from James and Paul against each other. Like, oh, well, he's having these faith. And these, you know, James talks about works. And which one's right? The Bible's contradicting itself. But you can't be saved through faith only, and you can't be saved through works only. Works are the evidence of faith. Right. In James 14, uh, 4.17, it states that faith without works is dead. Yeah. And I've heard a handful of preachers say it's not, uh, uh, what do they say? It's not about faith or works. It's about a faith that works. Mm. And that's super wow. important. Because if you have the faith, you're gonna to want to do the works. Like you're, that should be your new desire. That's something yeah. you crave. And repentance isn't just an admittance of sin. 
there has <laughs> to be something behind it. Yeah. That complete about face. Yeah. And what I believe it gets lost in new believers is that it's what I saw is that repentance doesn't mean you have to reprogram your whole life to be used by God after that. It means you have to reprogram your spirit. You have to declutter that which is deep inside that does not allow that communication with your father. That spirit to spirit contact is not there because sin is blocking it. The thing he doesn't like stops you from having that relationship with him. Wow, that's good, man. Yeah. It's a testimony to what Christ has done. Yeah. Um, because others will see that change, and that becomes a testimony. Yeah. And we see it in, what's it, Revelation, where he says, uh, the testimony of Jesus' prophecy or something like that. You know, where people hear the testimony of Bob, and if they're going through the exact same thing, they see that it can be different, which is a, it's prophetic. Yeah. In their life. Yeah. So if you see that there's salvation in other people's lives, it can be the same for yes. you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because there's Paul, the guy I was just talking about, was killing Christians. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty big sin. Yeah. I think I don't think you're watching this right now and, and killing Christians. Right, right. Right. But even if you are, it's not too late for you. Yep. Yep. Because one day he's Preach, he's uh, killing, and the next day he's preaching. Yeah, dude, <laughs> preaching the message that he used to kill. Yeah, you know, it, people. Dude, over. I fully, I fully feel for Saul, Paul. Yeah, and the reason I feel for him is because I was there too, and I had friends that were Christians. I had friends that I met that were in Christian punk rock bands, and uh, actually, I mean, I used to ride like ride them hard, like like you know. I, I, I mean, I definitely didn't like throw rocks and, you know, kill them or anything. Right, 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 like, right, right. You know, I, like I would ride them hard because like I didn't understand it, didn't make sense. How can like you have like Christian punk rock? What is that? <laughs> yeah. Like I used to, I was like, man, that is the most like contradictory statement I have ever heard. But then, like, now I get it. Like, yeah. Actually, now, like, honestly, if you think about it, like, that is more, like, not that, you know, no other style of music is, is relevant, but, like, well, what is more contrary to the world system than, than like, punk rock, you know? Right, right, like, yeah. Like, so, like, especially, like... It's counterculture. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, especially now, like... Like now, punk rock is almost establishment. It's weird, right? Yeah. Like, so, so like then, like I was just like, how could you do that? You know, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. And so I would persecute them verbally and just be like, you guys are fake, you're phony, all this stuff, you know. And little did I know, I was just spewing lies and garbage. But yeah, that's culture you were in. It was. Yeah. It was yeah. definitely the culture. And you know what? It, I think it's. Because there are people that maybe aren't saved watching this, and they're like, oh, there's hypocrites everywhere. And we're like, we agree with you. Yeah, fully. Yeah. We agree with you there. And that's what we're trying to call out. We're trying to call out hypocrites because some people will use the excuse, well, I don't go to church because there's hypocrites. But yet you go to the grocery store, you go to the doctor, you go to school, and there's hypocrites there, just in case you didn't know. But yeah. you still show up. Yeah. And we suffer. Uh, there are Christians that suffer from a Gemini syndrome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So 
they I like to call them the condemned saved. Okay. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Right, so <laughs> are we condemned or are we saved? You know, these Christians are, are walking, but they think they can live in both. They think they can be condemned and saved. The condemned saved can't impress the world because everybody thinks they're hypocrites. Yeah. Because they're too busy trying to impress themselves. Mm. Wow. So they're like, oh, look at us. We're the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you can't come in here. Yeah. Oh, look at us. We're the church. We're yeah. the church. Oh, whoa, whoa. You got tattoos? Oh, we're the church. And they're like, oh, you can't come in here because you sin, and your sin's different than you yeah. know, the associate pastor's sin. Right. And I heard, I heard someone say today, um, we were talking about something that could be a problem in a school system. And the person said, why would that be a problem to that person if they didn't have a problem with the teacher committing an affair? Mm. That's, you know, that why would they have a problem with this if they don't have a problem with that? Yeah. And that's some of the issues that we have in the church today. Yeah. And that person was a hundred percent correct because what that says is, oh, you sin differently than me. You're not acceptable. Right. Yeah. What? <laughs> You're classifying yeah. sin and like right. breaking it up into different sects and all this stuff. And right. none of that like even matters yeah. to well, God. And that's why yeah, he just sees that scale. That's what the Pharisees the slide did. scale of that, sin. That's what the Pharisees did. Right, yeah. right. Right? And yeah. we have Pharisees all over the place. And just in case you were wondering, Jesus was not friends with the Pharisees. Right. Um, and he wanted to be. He loved them. Yeah. yeah. But they attacked him and attacked him. And he shut them up real quick with scripture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the condemned saved, they'll try, they'll, they're almost tools of the devil, to be honest with you, because they'll try to withhold freedom from yeah. people, freedom that God can give them, because their sin is so bad that it can't, it can't be forgiven. Let me go ahead and tell you, the blood of Jesus is more powerful than any sin you've ever committed. Yep. Yeah. Okay? It, when you say, oh, you can't, be a part of this church or you can't be saved, you're saying the blood of Jesus isn't powerful enough. Mm. Jesus' sacrifice wasn't quite powerful enough. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't it, make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. And they present themselves as followers of Christ when they're following the world. So there's, yeah. there's the confusion. Um, you can't have it both ways. And this, that brings the topic full circle, really. Yeah. Um, in James four seventeen, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Yeah. And in James one twenty two, it says, "Do not merely listen to the world and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Do what the word says. And if you repent, it says in First John one nine, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness." That's pretty basic. Yeah. Like, that's pretty yeah. simple. If you repent, not if you just say, oh, I messed up. I'm going to go to the front of the altar in front of everybody in the church and try to get forgiveness and then keep living the same way I was when I walked in. That doesn't work. That's the Gemini syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Trying to stay away from that. Because people are going to look at you after you claim to be saved and they're going to see the Gemini syndrome. Yeah. Proverbs 28, 13 says, whoever conceals their sins does not prosper. Wow. But the one who confesses and renounces yeah. them. Yeah. So confession is there, not like in a box. 
confessing their sins to another, you know, human and looking for forgiveness from another human for salvation. Right. <laughs> but if you confess your sins to the Lord and renounce them, that's when you find mercy. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Now, if you if you've done someone wrong, by all means, go ask for forgiveness from that person. Yeah. There needs to be reconciliation there. And if someone has done you wrong, give the same forgiveness you would want from that person. And that forgiveness is actually going to relieve you a lot more than it's yeah. going to relieve you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, that, that takes a weight off altogether. Um, and how many of y'all have heard, this is one of my favorites, time heals. No. No, time doesn't heal. It might <laughs> make it uh, maybe numb. Yeah. You know? But, easier. Right. Time doesn't heal. heal. Yeah. yeah. Burying your past <laughs> won't make it go away. Yeah. No. Nah. Right. The Holy Spirit heals, and the devil will bring up your past. So he'll try to dig up that dirt faster than you can bury it. And he'll try to paralyze us from keep moving forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't be a part of the crowd that says there's no way for them to get to heaven. Don't don't be a part of that that crowd that tries to what did you say earlier with the sin? Like try to or I don't know who it was, but try to put grades on sin. Like oh, yeah, the slide scale. Yeah, yeah, like this sin's worse than that sin. Yeah, and all that. Don't be that person. Those people think that all the things they have done exclude them. Like oh, I've done good things here, so. That, once again, that's the works argument. Yeah. Right. Well, that's also things. why charity doesn't get you into heaven. Right. Yeah. Right. And, but remember what Jesus told the religious Pharisees in Mark 2, 16 through 17. When the scribes who were Pharisees saw Jesus eating with the people, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And tax collectors were thrown in here because tax collectors were robbed from their own people. Yeah, yeah so they were ultra yeah, hated. They were hated. Oh my goodness! Like they were, they were worse than the Romans. Yeah, they were occupying their territory. Right. Jews stealing from other Jews. On hearing this, Jesus told them, "It is not the healthy who need a doctor." So if you think you're beyond help, listen to this scripture right here. Right. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Mm. Which pretty much puts what he was telling mm. him is, uh, you fall in the category yeah. too. You're not perfect. Yeah. You're yeah. not righteous. Right. Even though you've come up, because the, the Pharisees not only had the law for Moses, but they kept adding to it what they thought should be in it. Yeah. And we see that from many churches today. And many, and many Christians who don't even go to church today. Yeah. But just know you are not beyond help. If you are living in sin, it's not too late. If you stop doing some of the things you've been doing but still want forgiveness, it's not too late. Yeah. Jesus did not come for the perfect because there, there are none. We, yeah. we covered it earlier. There's none who do good, no, not one. There's none righteous. And I, I love how he puts it just so simply. I'm not, it is not the healthy who need a doctor. Right. Right. I have not come. I, I did not call call the righteous but sinners right that just that that's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible because he breaks it he's like oh you think you're smart I'm gonna slap you with this yeah <laughs> dude I'm gonna tell you this if, if if Jesus walked the earth today oh man okay 
the last place he would be is a lot of modern churches yeah. that uh, like don't kid yourself you would see him running around and i'm about to slay some sacred cows right come now. on let's is go okay yeah um the you would not see him with people who claim to know him more than the sinners and the reason i say that is because he will leave the 99 to go after the one right yeah okay so you would see him all right this is gonna hurt some people's feelings but i just gotta say it. you would see him with these punk hardcore kids you'd see him with these kids that you see on the street corner slinging rock yep you would see him with uh you would see him with nazis i hate to tell you that's where you would see him yeah. you would see him i mean let's go both sides of the <laughs> spectrum you would see him with blm you would see him with these people. And why would you see him there? Because those are the people that he's trying to bring into the kingdom. Yeah. Like he's not trying to get the people that are so self-righteous that they they think they've got it all together. Yeah, sure, your your tomb is whitewashed, but homie, you yeah. dead on the inside. Yeah, and that, you, you, you're like a pit but, of vipers. Yes, yes. exactly. The thing, with like, that, the thing with that though, people do get confused. Yeah. When they look at that, because like, oh yeah, he would, be, he would be in all that. But when you see Jesus stepping into that kind of stuff in the Bible, it's not to hang out or fellowship. Mm, it's right. to change. I step it. into this, and there's going to be repentance. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm there to point out it's, your sin and love. I'm going to show you love, and then you can follow me, which means you got to leave behind all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Everything that you were a slave to, everything yeah. you were entrenched in, <laughs> that stuff is left behind. Yeah. That's why. The lame walk. That's why the 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 deaf like hear. That's why the blind see. Even the good because, stuff. Too, but even the good stuff. You say you said it again when you said I'm I'm coming here and I'm gonna step into this and I'm 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 showing you what your sin is and I you know I'm I'm it's it's repentance. Yeah. Okay. That's the church. Yeah. That's what the church that's, is supposed yes. to be. Come yes. in here. Come in here. We we're gonna love you. We're gonna yes. love yep. you. Yeah, you're gonna acknowledge your sin. You're gonna repent, but you're not gonna be looked any different. Right. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. Now he wouldn't have looked you. He wouldn't right. have looked at anybody any different but in that situation. We're gonna make you uncomfortable. Yeah. And he did. Oh yeah. Look at <laughs> Dude, the rich young ruler. That, Follow me, and he walked away sad. What was it say in Revelations? If I knock, will you let me in? Yeah. Like, seriously, when we look at Jesus now at the front doors of our church and push him away and say, we ain't got time for you. Yeah. And that scripture actually wasn't even about salvation. Like a lot of people right. preach about it mm -hmm. being like, well, Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart. And that's right. a sweet metaphor. Right. But that's not actually what that scripture was about. It was about him talking to his church yeah. and talking about the fact that we have somehow locked him out, forgotten about him, say have it. gotten so used say to tra tradition, so used to pleasing other people and so used to swallowing the pill of the fear of man. And right. so that we can get their tithe and so that we can preach the right thing and that we can, you know, scratch those itching ears that we've forgotten the one who That's brought good. us repentance, the one who brought us salvation, the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. The way. Man. The way. The only way. Yeah. The, the way is truth. Yeah. And I'd like to live that life. Yeah. yeah. Continue living that life. 
Yeah. Man. And there's your pathway to repentance. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Dude, yeah. That's so good. And repentance is made available for anybody exactly. and everybody. You know, yeah. it's, and we're it's, all living testimonies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. of that. I mean, yeah. look at us in this room. Is any one of us of the elect? Like, <laughs> do you think? Do you think we're theologians? Do you think that we've got it all figured out? I mean, absolutely, absolutely not. not. We have we have discussions yeah. where we're like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Let's, let's talk about it. Most right. of the time, what we come, what we happen happens to us, these these things that we can bring forth is from the Holy Spirit, and that's yeah. because we've allowed ourselves to connect with Him, and we have allowed ourselves to have that relationship. Yes, yeah. yeah. And half the time we, re- yeah. we we like to listen to our podcast again just to critique ourselves and things, and we'll say something, and like one of the other guys will bring it to us. Hey, man, I thought it was really cool how you said this. And you're like, I didn't say that. Yeah. It's like, they what? did. They show you the recording. You're like, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get, that get that a lot. Like, I was just in it, you know, and I think that's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad that we, you know, had this discussion to talk about this, at, like about sin and why we need repentance. I think there's a large majority of the body of Christ that talks more about one or the other, right. but right. there's never, I don't want to say never, but it seems like even in the mainstream, there's not enough of both sides coming together and showing the harmony between yes, Adam and Eve sinned and yes, humanity was doomed, but now we have a savior. Now we have redemption and now we actually have life after repentance, which is what we're going to be talking about next week. So we're not, we're, we've hinted on some stuff about about? the new birth. Okay. We've, oh, we've, yeah. we've hinted on some stuff about what it's like to <laughs> actually walk in repentance about, yeah. you know, these things. And we and you've heard a lot from Bob's personal testimony, which was so powerful. Yeah. man. Thank you for mm. sharing that yeah, and Bob. just bearing witness with the spirit of God. But that was just so awesome. But I felt like it, it was so needed. It was so important. And this next episode, we're going to get into some stuff life after repentance and that's not to say that repentance stops because once you've repented once and you've gone on you moved on we know in this life we're not perfect we're striving towards having a walk with god and we want to follow him and be better followers of jesus but we know that there's certain things in life that we're going to make mistakes or we're going to we're going to make some people mad or we're going to do the wrong thing and there's still the opportunity to repent and come back to him. So that's what we're going to get into next week about the new birth. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of wanted to drop that on you right now, that little cliffhanger. Let me so drop that you have that one next thing. week. Yeah, one yeah, yeah. thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. And, oh, and anyone, anyone that wants to challenge me <laughs> on on speaking about like the absence of God in hell and like you don't you do not exist. I have one more scripture that I totally forgot to get to. Oh, yeah, go ahead, hit it, dude. Drop and, it. And and this is in Ecclesiastes nine. Uh, basically, it it's the scriptures on death comes to all. Okay, so it says uh, in and basically it's three through eight, and uh, in the NLT, if anybody would like to go look that up. Um, more welcome to tell me I'm wrong and, and challenge me and, and, you know, I welcome it so we can have a discussion. So, um, but in three through eight, it says it seems so wrong that everyone under the sun suffers the same fate already twisted by evil. People choose their own mad course for they have no hope. There is nothing ahead but death anyway. There is hope only for the living. As they say, it's better to be 
a live dog than a dead lion. Man. Anyway, uh, the living at least know they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no further reward, nor are they remembered. Whether they did in their lifetime, loving, hating, envying is all long gone. They no longer play a part in anything here on earth. So go ahead, eat your food with with joy and drink your wine with a heart with a happy heart for God approves of this wear fine clothes with a splash of cologne basically what it's saying is you will not be remembered yeah and that will not be remembered that's proven in several other verses in the bible but especially yeah. in revelation when it talks about blotting out names in the book of life dude i oh, had yeah. that in here too so, and and like I mean, that's important dude, to know there's so that like and, and if Basically, I say these things not to not to condemn, to say, you know, whatever, but basically to say the the things that that you are experiencing right now may not be of God. And basically just think on these things that we're we're discussing. So it's like I said, I mean, I hope to scare the hell literally out of you. Yeah, Uh, I got to few comments real quick i want to address uh we had charles cook he said changing from a sin and repenting might make you lose friends uh but that's a sacrifice to turn away from sin and change and i, I you're 100 right yeah i remember i was like bob i i was a, a bar rat like i lived yeah. there on the weekends like i walked in i knew everybody everybody knew me the bartender let me even come behind the counter because I was there all the time and he let me kind of pour my own drinks and stuff. I didn't work there. Like that was just my life. Yeah. But when I stepped out, I think I had three people that stuck with me. Yeah. 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 That weren't saved still, but they were true friends. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't fellowship with them as much because I don't want to be influenced by them, but if they need my help, I'm there for them. So I could, into their lives yeah yeah but i won't i won't step into something that they're doing if it if it's if it's not glorifying to god uh but i'm, I'm i answer their phone calls and i'll, I'll drive to their house and, and be there for them if they need me because i want to show the love of christ but yeah they like hundreds of people disappeared yeah <laughs> same as, as, as i cut ties with that lifestyle they just it was like i never existed it was like they never yeah. existed honestly because what i had was so much greater yeah um Melissa asked, what advice would you give to a new person saved to continue and strengthen their walk with God? Yeah, I mm. saw I saw that question and I love that you're asking that because yeah. that's exactly what we're gonna talk about next week yeah. in yeah. the new birth. So I'm like, I, I Tune don't in. I don't want to <laughs> say too much. I don't want to say too much, but like for me personally, if I was to answer this, like I would say like continue mission. What we preach all the time, continue mission. So when you get distracted, when life hits you with a lot of opportunities to fall into sin or to take offense or to be frustrated or to allow for things to weigh you down, like when the enemy is coming at you hard, you need to 
put your head down, continue mission. What does that mean? Continue reading the word, continue yeah. praying, yeah. continue pressing, continue being around other believers that mm-hmm. will call you on the things that you know you're doing wrong or mm-hmm. the things that that yeah. you're walking in that they're like, hey, man, hey, man, I, I, I say this for fear of, of your eternity, where you're going, man. If you keep going down the path that you're going, I feel like something bad's going to happen. Like, so... You need to be around a body of believers. If you're not plugged into a church, get plugged into a church. Get plugged into a life-giving church. If you're yeah. newly saved, you need to be fellowshipping with the Lord as much as possible. So that yeah. that looks like just praying. Praying and how, reading the word. How do you pray? You just you go to God and you talk to him like you would talk to anybody else. Yeah. You say God like I don't understand this whole thing or maybe God uh, I'm dealing with a lot of pressure at work or I'm dealing with all these things. God wants to hear from you. He wants you to be real with him and raw with him to share those things that are on your heart because he cares about those things. And through all of that, you'll find yourself years down the road after you continue doing that, a totally different person, yeah. a total transformed yeah. life. And you you might actually find yourself in a place of leadership and, and pouring into other people around you if you stick to it. Yeah. We had a comment from someone who may need to seek mental counseling, Chris Eakin. Oh. Uh, he said, speak for yourself. I've never sinned. <laughs> Do you see my response to it? <laughs> yeah. And he said, he said, I for that statement. <laughs> I uh, commented over there. I said, I pity the fool. Prophet, <laughs> quoting Prophet Mr. T. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, um, all right. So if you guys have any more comments, feel free to go just post on here. We can go back and look at them. Yeah. Uh, any topics you want us to discuss, prayer requests, praise reports, anything you want to share on here, we'd love to hear from you. And thank you so much for watching. And we can't wait to see you next week on the topic of the new birth new birth yeah and i know we're not getting super creative with the top the titles now because they want yeah, it to be no. simple for you guys to find and because we like to be creative with stuff but this this right here we want to keep it where it's easy to find easy to understand and easy to ask questions if you have some yeah yeah, yeah. and you can always go to the website we have all of yes. the past episodes up there yeah. of the podcast and uh we have it all over the place yeah yeah i think we have it everywhere yeah and These, that's charlie mike international.com right yep charlie mike intl intl.com and we also have the podcast the breach on multiple platforms yeah like apple uh podcast yeah Google podcast, yep. spotify, spotify anchor yeah like there's a bunch of stuff uh if you go to the facebook page that you are currently watching this on if you are watching it on facebook you can scroll down and see what the podcasts are on and yeah we also have this on youtube now yes we're yeah trying, we're, we got to get the old ones on there but we've been so busy with some of the new content and mm-hmm. preparing it we haven't had a chance to post our old podcast on yeah youtube yet. we just we've had our hands full with also with new products that you can check out on our website yeah um, but yeah we just love the support you guys have given us and we we just love doing this fellowship with each other we're, yeah. growing, we're growing in the process too talking about some things we might not fully understand and maybe yeah. not comfortable talking about but we're yeah. willing to dig in and learn and press so we can we can get to where we need to be well yeah. it's always good to to go like and this i think i said this last week to to go back to the basics yes because yeah. because we can get so in pursuit of like 
heavy topics that we totally lose sight of of the simple things yeah and the simple things i mean they it's it's what it's all about yeah that's why here in season two we're breaking it down i mean we're going into 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 topics that you know we because we've walked with the lord for a while you know and yeah. and we've had our own encounters and relationships with god like these are principles that we understand and we all agree on but i felt like it was so awesome how we're going back into those yeah, things yeah, and breaking yeah. it down because it's almost like a, it's new again like yeah exactly. to us. it, it exactly. brings like a, a fresh awareness and it's good it. to do that because you can keep a gratitude there from the yeah. things that god has yeah. freed you from yeah because yeah. sometimes i mean how many times we take for granted things like we get a raise at work and we get promoted again or or we get elevated and elevated and elevated and then we come to a point where we forgot where we started and some of the things that we were so excited about that might yeah. seem small now. Yeah. But if we go back and figure out how we got to where we are, those foundations are so crucial. Man. Yeah. Like, and, and you just, it's like going through a, an album. Yeah. You know, yeah. Family album with, yeah. with your kids or, or with your parents. And you're just like, wow. I've yeah. So far. Yeah. And that's the power of a testimony. Amen. There you go. Amen. There you go. That's why it's good to come back because like, this is where I was. This is where I'm at. How did I get here? Tell the story. Somebody else needs to hear it. Yeah. 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 And we're honestly like I felt like I wanted to plug the YouTube again because we're going to be putting out so much stuff on YouTube. We're going to have the motivational videos that Ty has been making and Jason and that they've been working on. And I mean, we've been coming out with a lot of different stuff here in the past Mm -hmm. few months, but we're going to be putting it all in there. So go subscribe to the YouTube. It's going to be Charlie Mike on there. You're going to be able to find it. You're going to be able to find past episodes. We'll have playlists that break down different stuff. And also we're working on a new commercial that's coming up oh, pretty yeah. soon. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> epic. Yeah, get ready to laugh. Like that, that's that's what we'll say. It's no laughing matter. <laughs> Serious. What's life without joy? Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Man, uh, awesome. Don't laugh at us. Laugh with. Yeah, us. laugh with. Yeah. Us. We might take a Understand. hit. Understand. <laughs> we might take a hit. I know. We might. Nah. <laughs> It'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. right. Love you guys. Love you guys. And we can't wait to see you next week. Y'all have a good one. Absolutely. Yeah. Good night, y'all. Good night. If you haven't surrendered your life to Christ and are ready to come to God, we at Charlie Mike would like to lead you in a prayer in just a moment. But first, we want to be clear. Praying a sinner's prayer is not a ticket into heaven. These are not magic words. You must follow Christ and live for Him. You cannot receive salvation by your own merits, but by what Jesus has already done. Ask to receive the Holy Spirit to be filled and experience what God has for you. You will not live the same life and you won't be able to keep Jesus to yourself if you become a Christ follower. 1 John 2, 4 tells us that the one who says, I have come to know Him and does not keep His commandments is a liar. Those commandments are to love God and to love others. If you love God, you will follow Him. And if you truly love others, you will want others to experience God and give their lives to Him as well. So if you are ready to pray, pray this, God, I ask for forgiveness. I believe Jesus died for me and nothing I have done wrong is too great for the power of His blood that was shed for me. 
I am ready to forsake the world and live a changed life because I realize how much you love me. I love you and I'm ready to live for you. If you made the decision to surrender yourself to God and follow Jesus, I encourage you to spend time daily with him in prayer, reading his word and worshiping him for who he is. Much will be revealed to you in this time with him. Be a part of a community of believers who grow in the fullness of God's word and join a church that does the same. Get involved and stay accountable with each other. Also, please let us know that you made this decision by emailing us at charliemike.me at gmail.com or message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash International.